am still the shepherd God has called here. That I am is what battles internally when those insecurities want to rise up, and it's what holds you strong when they come at you externally. But, it, but, but it's the same weapon. Knowing who you are in Christ is the weapon you need in order to hold yourself strong. This study references the book Nehemiah, I Am, Taking Authority Over Identity by Mike Hilson. Get your own copy of the book today on Amazon. Well, hey, y'all, welcome back to our study in the life of Nehemiah. And and I want to encourage you, if you'd like to go deeper, we have this book, this resource that was put together. And so so we want to encourage you to get that Nehemiah, I Am, Taking Authority Over Identity. And, And really what we're after in this whole series is yes to do a character study on the person of Nehemiah in the Old Testament but but secondly maybe more importantly what we really want to see is we want to see every one of you step into the identity that God has for you and set aside slough off the identities that other people the labels that other people would want to put on you we've got to find what God wants us to do and I got to be honest the world always wants to label us and 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 let me be honest it never stops they want to label you when you are just getting started. They want to label you in the middle of the work. I mean, you can even overcome certain labels and they will try to slap new ones on you. Here's the thing. We closed up last session by talking about the fact that you've got to get started. Yeah, you've got to strategize, you've got to dream, you've got to do all you got to ask, you got to do, got to do all of that, but you've got to get started. But even after you get started, the world will still try to put labels on you in order to slow you down. If you receive the labels the world gives you, if you receive the labels the world gives you, even after you've gotten started, they will frustrate or even end the work that God wants to do in you. Look at this. We're in chapter 4, Nehemiah chapter 4 in your Bibles. I'm going to start with verse 1. When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Tobiah the Amorite, who was at his side, said, What they are building, even a fox climbing up on it, would break down their wall or, 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 or stones, their wall of stones. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the believers. I need you to understand. Anytime you try to do a great thing, there will be a Sanballat and a Tobiah out there to tell you why it won't work, to tell you how useless you are, to tell you how wrong you are, to let you know. They're, they're constantly trying They're constantly trying to throw insults into the face of the builders. Why? Because they're not building anything. Now, let, let me be very clear. Sanballat and Tobiah don't want this wall built because they've been enriching themselves by raiding the city of Jerusalem. 
They're the ones that are stealing everything. Every time, every time the Israelites in the city of Jerusalem build up some store of wealth, then Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab, another guy that we don't get here, but we hear about in other places, they raid into the city and they steal everything that the, that the Israelites have put together. And then they're the reason, they're the reason that the Israelites are in such distress. These guys don't want this wall built because building this wall shuts down their ATM. They can't get the wealth out of Jerusalem if the wall's built. So they don't want it built. So as soon as Nehemiah shows up, he's got the protection of the king. So it's not like they can attack him. He, 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 he starts to build the wall. Now all they can try to do is discourage him. They are trying to challenge him and say, you can't accomplish this. And they're trying to put a new label on him. And if you receive that label, then, then it would stop the work. If, if, if Nehemiah received the label and he said, it's true, we can't bring back these stones to life from these heaps of rubble. They've been burned. If he receives it, he says, we're building something so weak that even a fox crawling on it would knock it over. We're, 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 not, we're, we're not doing good. We're not doing right. We're not going to. You see the discouragement that comes in? And the way the enemy does this to you is exactly like this. Nothing these men are saying is true, but they are mocking the people of Israel. You need to understand that anytime you start something, you will be mocked. You will be made fun of. You will be called names. You will be, look, can I be honest? The more important what you want to do is, the more likely people will come after you and mock you and say bad things about you. In fact, the more important what you want to do is, the worse the mocking and the worse the name calling will become. They will absolutely do everything in their power to stop you. Why? Because what they've been doing is they've been raiding into your life they are receiving their importance by lowering you. They're trying to raise their status by lowering your status. And the more you build up, the more it may, it shows their lack of success or their lack of doing anything. It's why people are so jealous of those who finally break out. It's the old, it's the old crabs in a bucket story where, where one crab tries to crawl out of the bucket and some other crab will grab hold of him and pull him back down. It's in Australia, they, they use the phrase tall poppy syndrome. If anybody tends to outgrow the rest of the crowd, they clip that poppy so it doesn't outgrow the rest of the, the rest of the flowers. They don't want anybody succeeding beyond what everybody else did. But the problem is if we all stay in the same place, we all stay at a lower place, a broken place when it comes to the Israelites, when it comes to the people living in Jerusalem. If nobody breaks out, then frankly, they are all forever going to be in a distressed and a broken state. Instead, someone's got to rise up. But when you rise up, everybody, everybody hear me, the higher you get on the mountaintop, the clearer a shot everybody else has at you. you. You are a clear target once you get to the top of that mountain. And they will take their shots. They will mock you. They will call you names. They will say these things. They will do everything possible to discourage you and discourage everyone around you. So it says, if I keep reading in verse 6, it says, So we rebuilt the wall till, till all of it reached half its height. It's not enough. 
but that man, that's huge progress for the people worked with all their heart. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, and the and the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. Why? Because all of them have been raiding the city. They don't want a threat. They don't want a strong Jerusalem. Listen, y'all, the enemy of your soul, Satan, and those competitors around you, the last thing they want for you is for you to be strong. Because the stronger you are, the weaker they feel. And so they don't want you to do that, so they're going to try to stop you. So they came, so they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and, and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said the strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. You see, they're starting to hear the negative tone, and they're starting to receive it. And the workers are starting to get discouraged because it looks like the piles of rubble are never going away. It looks like they're, yo, they're halfway finished, and they're getting discouraged. Can I just tell you? That's going to happen. Don't let that get you. You're halfway finished. Celebrate how far you've gotten. Don't look forward and be discouraged by how much more you've got to go. Okay, so let's keep going. Uh, the, the strength of the laborers is giving out, and there's so much trouble that we cannot be, rebuild the wall. Also, our enemy said before, the, before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them, and we will kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, wherever you turn, they will attack us. Look, when you are doing a great thing, you will be mocked, and you will be threatened. There will be threats all around you. People will threaten to come in and put an end to what you're doing. People will threaten you. They will call you names. They will threaten to put a stop to you. They will threaten to, uh, I don't know, go public with anything. They'll threaten to say things on social media. They'll threaten to do all kinds. They might even go through with it. But the truth is you can't let any of that stop you. Nehemiah understands that this is going on. He also understands that the people are starting to fall prey to this. They're hearing from their enemies that their piles of rubble are so high that you're never going to get there. They're halfway finished, but they're only halfway finished, and now they're tired. It's kind of like you know one of, one of my least favorite workouts in any gym whatsoever is where you repeat the same two motions for what seems like eternity. And you got to go over and over and over again. You get to a third of the way in, and all of a sudden you're discouraged because you're like, I still got two-thirds of this to go. You get halfway through, and it's like, I want to quit because I'm only halfway through, and I'm exhausted already. That's where they're at. And if there's somebody, look, in a gym, somebody's yelling at you saying, you can do it, keep going. In this case, there's people yelling in their ear, you're not going to make it, you're going to fail. And if you listen to those threats, they're, they're actually saying, I'm going to come get you. We're going to kill you. We're going to attack you. Here's what the people don't understand that Nehemiah does. Could they attack? Sure. Could they possibly kill Nehemiah? Sure. But in order to kill Nehemiah, just think through this. In order to kill Nehemiah, they're going to have to kill the entire guard that Artaxerxes sent with him. So by killing Nehemiah, Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem will have declared war on Artaxerxes. Nehemiah knows full well they're not going to do that. He knows full well they're not coming across that, that wall. He understands that, but everybody around him doesn't. Because the people of Jerusalem, even though Nehemiah comes from a place of strength, they come from a place of being overrun. They come from a place of being broken. So he now must have extra strength to set off, to, to offset their weakness, their concern, their fear, their lack of perspective. 
We are threatened. I want, I want you to understand. We will be mocked. I want you to understand. We will be threatened. Those things are going to happen. And and I know I know that some people would say to you, well, just ignore that. Ignore what they say. Sticks and stones may break my... You know, stop. You know, no. No, don't ignore it. Watch. Watch what, watch what Nehemiah does. Verse 13. Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I, after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, watch what he did. Half of my men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon with the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked, but the man, but the men who, who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the, to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out. And we're all widely separated from each other along the wall. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work and half the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars came out. And at that time, I also said to the people, have every man and his helper stay inside Jerusalem at night so they can serve as guards by night and as workers by day. Neither I nor my brothers nor my men nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon, each when he, even when he went for water. You see what has happened? Watch. You are mocked. You will be mocked. It's going to happen. Okay. I wish I could tell you, maybe it won't. It will. You will be mocked. You will be threatened. There will be threats to the work you're doing. There'll be threats, things that will threaten to stop you, things will, that will threaten to, uh, to keep you from moving forward and accomplish your goal. And I don't want you to ignore the mocking or ignore the threats. I want you to be ready for them. We've got to be ready for him. Nehemiah did not say, ignore those men, just keep going. If he had done that, then, then Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, maybe they would have been willing to take the risk that Artaxerxes wasn't all that fond of his cupbearer. Maybe they would have been willing to take the risk and attack and kill people. Instead, what Nehemiah said was, okay, okay, these guys are threatening us. Let's set up a defensive plan. Let's set up a plan so that, so that each one of you is defending your own families and your own homes. Let's set up a plan so that, so that we have a way, a signal, that if they attack in one spot, we'll sound the horn and everybody will run to that one spot and then our God will fight for us. Okay, let's have a plan. Do you know that people's fears are, are alleviated by your plan if you have a good plan? Did you know that people's hesitation to take a risk will be set aside as long as you have a good plan? Did you know that people will work even under threat if you show them a plan that will protect them? That's what they want. People, people realize. Everybody gets it. There is no real safe avenue if you're actually going to accomplish it, something. Everybody gets that. But man, will they work hard and man, will they find all kinds of comfort and strength when they know you've got a plan that is for their protection, when you've got a plan that is for their betterment, when you've got a plan. So look, yes, you're mocked. Yes, you're threatened. Don't ignore it, but make a plan to deal with it. 
absolutely love that verse where he's talking about having a tool in one hand and and a weapon in the other, Mm -hmm. right? Just what a picture of grit and, and, and expectation and just hardness, right? What would be the modern day approach to that? Like, I know there's opposition. I know I have work to do. How do I gear myself up to fight and focus on my job at the same time? Okay, sometimes I think that that modern threats and modern uh, kind of warfare, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't mean warfare nation against nation, I mean individuals when you're trying to accomplish something, when you feel right. mocked and threatened. I think in modern times, it's, it's somewhat more difficult to deal with. I think if there's literally a group of men out there with weapons and swords and they're coming at you, you kind of have a sense of how to deal with that. You got a weapon in one hand, you got a tool in the other hand, and you're working to build a wall, but you're holding a weapon. Yeah. That makes sense. What's the weapon in our society? I think in our culture, the weapon is more this identity. I think what we're giving you when you take authority over identity right. is we're giving you the weapon to hold in your hand. Yeah. I am capable. I am able. I am a child of God. I am called to do this. I am empowered by God. I have the God of the universe behind me. That's the weapon. Yeah. If you if you went to Ephesians and the armor of God, mm-hmm. this is a spiritual description of armor. And this is the armor we put on. I think that is the weapon in our modern, in, in our current culture, what we face. Wow. So it seems like the secret sauce to succeeding in the face of haters, we'll call them, you mm-hmm. know, the sand ballots yeah. of Tobias, um, is really just a plan for them. Yes. Right? Just a plan for them and to work around them anyway. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How do you, you know, get to the place plan? Let me, let me tell you what I've noticed over the years, just, and I've, I've been pastoring for a lot of years now. Uh, what I've noticed is the enemy will come at you at your point of strength. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Nehemiah is building the wall. It's coming up to half its height. It, we're going to find out later how he organizes. It's a brilliant way to organize the, the workers. Mm-hmm. And the, the wall is being built, and it's being built well. And, and so it's, you know, it's solid. And, and so he's rebuilding this wall, right? Um, but they accuse him of building a rickety old wall that's going to fall down if a fox runs on it. Okay, they're, they're actually accusing him of the opposite of what is real. Mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. It's like I, a- I, I, had a, I have a pastor that, that we've had in the church. Uh, well, he's been here for as long as I have. Mm-hmm. He's been with us the whole time. And, and it's just the most godly, holy man that any of us know. You know, I literally had a church member come to me and accuse him of cussing out her staff. Okay, can I just pause and say that's not even possible that that happened? (laughs) It's just not possible. But at his point of strength Mm -hmm. was where the enemy hit. Mm -hmm. I think that happens a lot. So I think I think I think that what happens is in a in a modern culture, they come and the the mocking, the ridicule they bring you is literally striking you at your strength, which you didn't expect. Mm. You expected the strike at your weakness. You you're 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 guarding the low place on the wall mm. and they hit you at the at the strong point on the wall. And I and I think when it comes at us like that, it can throw you for a loop. Yeah. Makes you second guess yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This whole story is based upon external voices, right? right. People from the outside trying to get into your head. Right. Can this whole lesson really apply to internal struggle and voices as well? Well, I do. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I was about to say I don't. I don't really see a difference because the external voices get into your head. Right. However, yes. 
Yes. If you don't clearly defeat mm -hmm. the negative labels that are inside of you, they will rise back up. Mm -hmm. And in a moment like this, when you're mocked, then the negative labels will rise back up. They'll be given strength. Mm -hmm. and, and they will become weaponized internally and you will start to tear yourself down if you don't if you don't really deal with and, and okay let me pause i i don't want to i don't want to make this sound wrong you never fully get rid of the scars from your past hurts mm. those scars still exist okay and if they get reopened it's it it hurts worse the next time yep and so that's where the enemy is going to hit right and that's where the enemy is going to hit internally, wanting you to think this about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that can happen. What you've got to consistently do is remind yourself who you are. I've often told the story that um, I, I felt very insecure and very unaccomplished as a kid. I just, just felt mm -hmm. like a loser, right? But I always knew you had to preach the word of God with authority. So I would preach with authority. So people started treating me as if I had authority right, right. because I preached with authority. This is a long, I've, yeah, I've yeah. said this before. Um, but here's the thing. What has held me strong for 35 years, every time that insecurity wants to rise its head back up, is this knowledge that I am called. Mm. I am called by God to do this. Right back to identity. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and for for instance, uh, I've told this story before, but... Um, we were here, uh, we've, you know, leadership is transitioning at our church because we got young leaders that are stepping up and, you know, I have to figure out what's my role because I don't want to stop their progress, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm still here. And I, I remember one day thinking, uh, I, <laughs> okay, we're going to go ooga booga for just a minute. Okay. <laughs> but I remember one day walking into the building and going, this is not right. There's a spiritual something wrong here. And I thought to myself, I need to call the prayer team and have them come in here and pray this out. And the Holy Spirit just hit me in that moment and said, no, this is the ground I gave you. Hmm. And, I haven't, and I haven't released you from that authority yet. You go take care of this. Hmm. And I remember in that moment realizing that, yeah, my role is changing because young leaders are rising up. Hmm. But no, I, I am still the shepherd God has called here. That I am is what battles internally when those insecurities want to rise up, and it's what holds you strong when they come at you externally. It's the same, it's the same weapon. Hmm. It's the same weapon. The battle's very different because inside of you it just seems darker and harder. Right. But it, but but it's the same weapon. Knowing who you are in Christ is the weapon you need in order to hold yourself strong. So if you're not seeing opposition. Is that an indicator that there's something wrong? If you're not seeing opposition, you're not doing anything that threatens the enemy. If you're not threatening the enemy, why would he attack you? Mm. You know, why he's going to leave you alone. You're not, you're not a threat. You're not a problem. So, and so Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem would have totally left Jerusalem alone. Mm -hmm. Well, until they wanted to raid it again. Mm -hmm. Until they wanted to prove how big and bad they were by raiding a city with no walls. I mean, <laughs> I, I, same pastor. He's, he's, not, he's not a big guy. He's a small guy. And uh, but but he's got a huge presence about him, and he tells this story that one day he there was an abusive husband, mm. and they literally hid away the wife, and the husband comes to the church, gets up in this pastor's face and threatens him, says you you better tell me where my wife is, and he said I looked up at him and said, I'm not going to tell you where your wife is, and if you can get glory by beating up a small pastor, 
then I suppose we'll have to have at it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Awesome. The guy backed down and left. You know, sometimes you got to do that. Who am I? I'm the defender of this woman mm-hmm. because I'm her shepherd. Here's the bear. Here's the lion. Mm-hmm. There's my sheep. I'm taking care of my shepherd. And if you have to get glory by beating me up, let's have at it. You know, that's identity. That's identity. <laughs>